Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about pre- and postnatal massage therapy. My guest is a gifted massage therapist who I've had the honor of working with at our Los Angeles prenatal wellness practice for many years now. She's uh, nationally certified by the American Massage Therapy Association, and her famously therapeutic sessions are powered by several modalities, including neuromuscular therapy, myofascial release, hot stone, deep tissue, Swedish bodywork, shiatsu, reflexology, lymphatic drainage, and trigger point therapy, but don't order yet. She's always dabbling in new things and bringing in new tools into her blend of unique massage. Deonza Domingos, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh my God, thank you for being here. I think we should just stop and demonstrate, even though it's audio. Okay. <laughs> ah, I could use that. All right, let's uh, take a minute before we talk all things pre- and postnatal massage, which is your expertise. So let's find out where you came from. Where did you come from? Um, I came from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, Breaking Bad. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought you looked familiar. <laughs> Blue crack. Yep. Ooh, you grew up there? Yes, I did. What grow was up it like? There. Deserty? Um, very deserty. Although there's four seasons because it is a high desert. Like the hotel or the... Uh, oh, Not like the hotel. No. <laughs> Beautiful, but I'm I'm glad I moved. I miss friends and family, but I'm glad I moved. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you moved too. Yeah. Because it would be weird to go to Albuquerque for a massage, massage. now again. Yeah. Uh, what brought you to Los Angeles? Um, at the time, I moved here for a job in radio. I had worked in radio for a very long time. So massage is not your first rodeo. Nope. Radio is radio your first is rodeo. Radio is my first rodeo, yes. <laughs> I like how that sounds. Yeah. What in radio? I did marketing and promotion for you, several stations. For uh, music mm-hmm. stations? For, or? Uh, yes, for some classic rock, rock alternative stations. Then moved to Seattle to do a classic rock Flipped a couple of stations into like a jack station, and then I moved here to do the jack station here. What's a jack station? Am I? <laughs> so jack is a format that came out of Canada. It's basically a non-format format, I guess. It's a bunch of very different music that's all together. Oh, I see. Um, and... So I'm just illiterate in the music. Okay. That's fine. No, because <laughs> when you said jack, I thought fast food place. No, jack FM. Okay. Yeah. So are you a music lover? Is I'm a music lover. All genres of music? All genres of music. Really? Yeah. African drumming? Yes. <laughs> I would listen that's, to it. I, I can't say I've seen it. Well, I just sometimes <laughs> in labor, ironically, yes. people need to just zone out and meditate a little bit. And yes. the rhythmicity. Yes. If that's a word. The rhythmic? Rhythmic. Giddy. Okay. <laughs> the rhythmicness of uh-huh. the um, of the African drumming just uh-huh. really, after a while, it just kind of helps you zone out and meditate. And yeah. It's the repetitiveness. That's yes. a word. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. She's an English teacher. <laughs> and she listens to the podcast. Okay. I get she's calls all the time. Have some suggestions I get these us. weird phone calls. She's like, I listened to your vaginal steaming episode. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, hold Thanks, on. Mom. I got another call coming in. <laughs> So, and then why music to massage? How did that happen? So I, at the age of 35, just decided to change my life. Got out of radio and didn't really know what I was going to do. Decided that I would go to massage therapy school because I knew that I wanted to do something else. I really had some great experience with massage helping me. So I thought I may really like that. So I went to a school that was very kinesiology based. And to me, that was a 
pretty big challenge because it was something that was completely foreign to me, a whole other language. The language. When he's talking about movement, kinesiology yeah. is movement. So I assume it's all about the muscles and the origins, insertions, actions of yes. every muscle. It's a lot more than just putting your hands on somebody and rubbing. You've got to really understand the functionality. Correct. And where things can go wrong and how to resolve them. Right. But you did it anyway. I did. When you were studying for school, because I I know there's a lot to absorb there. Mm -hmm. And people use different mnemonics and memory devices and learning. Because you're such a music lover, did you put all of anatomy to different songs? Did you make little? (laughs) Actually, listening to music while studying, for whatever reason, helps it stick. Oh, it's your meditation. It helps your brain like that. Yeah. So that's how I studied. I would study listening to music and just really kind of retained it all. Now that I know all this, I thought for sure you would blend them together and be like a singing massage therapist. (laughs) Oh, no, no. Nobody wants that. No, Okay. A DJ (laughs) massage therapist. I could do that. (laughs) DJ-sage. Yeah. There's always new things coming out. So you went to school, and it was a massage therapy school that was kinesiology-based. Yes. And it was tough, but you did it. Yes. And then as you did it, did you like it as you thought you would? I did, but I also, I mean, a lot of the people around me were a little bit younger. And I don't know that I saw that they had a direction, meaning they wanted to be at a spa or they wanted to be at a, you know, they didn't really have a direction. And for whatever reason, my headspace and my marketing brain went to, I have to have a niche. There has to be something that I have to do. And it's not just going to a spa and it's not just, you know, it really just had to be something very pinpoint focused. But you didn't know what yet. I did not know what yet. Did you explore the niche opportunities? The I did. Niche abilities? I did. And And I was attracted to prenatal. Oh, right away. Right away. Yeah. After going through about half of my schooling, even though, you know, we did some work on prenatal, but there wasn't a lot. Oh, prenatal. in your general training, it's they just do a little bit. It's in yeah. chiropractic too. So in yes. most chiropractic schools, the amount of time and energy spent on pregnancy and postpartum is small. Yes, which was interesting, but so and in your general program with the little prenatal that you have, are they teaching you anatomy and physiology pertaining to pregnancy? Are they teaching you massage? Are they like just different indications and contraindications, how to do things differently to accommodate the belly? Like what does it entail or is it just really very minimal? It's very, very minimal. They actually almost try to scare you from it. And I think it's due to a liability. Right. So to not do it. To not do it. Yeah. Everything was very fear-based. Be careful not to touch this. Or, like, I, I feel that the couple of days that they spent on it, it was more fear-based I as opposed to embracing it. One of the things that they could have taught me, but I had to learn the hard way when you're working with pregnant women, is be careful what you have for lunch. Why, why is that? <laughs> they just have this super heightened spidey smell sense. <laughs> oh, yes. You know. Yes. I'm like, oh, my God, did you have a burrito? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Get hungry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so because that became your passion, did you do additional prenatal or postnatal training? So with the schooling, they really wound up focusing more on injuries and sports therapy. Mm-hmm. As kinesiologists often do. Yeah. yeah so that, that was more of the focus. I did like my own researching on it. And then we had to do our hours in order to get our licensing and certification 
What does that mean? At, like clinical hours? Clinical hours. Shadowing or internship? Is this it, like an internship? It's an externship. Externship. Yes. And shadowing, you mm-hmm. know? And I reached out to you. Boom. What did I say? You called me back. Well, that's kind of me. <laughs> that was really nice of you. I heard that you were kind of a hard person to get a hold of. Oh, and you called you, me back pretty quickly. You must have been talking to my kids. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. So I would like to say that anybody who's listening. Yes. I always say at the end of the program, if you have topic suggestions you'd like us to discuss, you should reach out by email. Yes. To info at informedpregnancy.com. Yes. It's true. I get back to people. You do. I have proof in Deonta. Yeah. This is years. This was like 25 years ago. 25, yes. That's what it seems like. It was a while ago. In 2010. 2010. So, yeah. yeah, About a decade. Yeah. And then we hung out together. Yep. You had, I remember when I met you, and I didn't even know the whole music backstory, but you had a lot of raw talent. Ah, thank you. Your hands just kind of had this therapeutic, innate sense. Of how to find, like, where things were not as they should be and just, like, uh, very healing. And it's not just your hands, your whole energy, your whole persona. Thank you. Very healing. And like I said in the beginning, uh, it wasn't just kissing up to you. I was like, it's really an honor to work with you. Thank you. And I'm so joyful to be able to do co-care teamwork because our patients really get the greatest experience as a result. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we hung out together, and I was like, okay, because I train people for the chiropractic program. Yes. And chiropractic doesn't really teach massage at all, chiropractic mm-hmm. school. But our uniqueness in our chiropractic is that we blend them together. Yes. So when I'm teaching chiropractors how to do body work, it's like teaching from scratch. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I'd been doing it for a while, and I was like, I have it down. This is how you do it. But you came in both with a whole program of massage behind you and this just raw materials just waiting to be like sculpted into something incredible. I did. And I was really, really, really insecure (laughs) when I came in. But it was amazing to shadow you and to get a little more comfortable with all of it. Because had somebody told me 10 years prior to that, that this is what I was going to be doing, I would have looked at them like they were crazy. Because I can't say that I had ever given a massage in my whole life. Well, you've come a long way. Yes. And if somebody would have looked at me and said, Jack Radio, I would be like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Up until about 10 minutes ago. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) But now I know. Now you know. It's Canada. eh? (laughs) It is. And the good thing about our practice is we always have pre-pregnant and postnatal clients walking through the door. And so you got to do a lot of hands-on and a, a lot, lot of shadowing and, yeah. and really learn a lot in uh, the time that we were able to spend together. All right. It's time for us to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about things specific to pre- and postnatal massage. Who is a good candidate for it? What are some of the things that you do and what they can expect to experience during a session? Don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back with Deonza Dominguez. (laughs) I have an incredible offer for you for my friends at Needed. An astounding 95% of women aren't meeting their omega-3 needs. Omega-3 fatty acids, especially DHA and EPA, are crucial for both mother and baby. They support brain and eye health, maternal mood, immunity, and much more. But it can be hard to get enough omega-3 from diet alone, especially during pregnancy when many people are averse to eating fish. And if you've ever taken a fish oil pill, you know just how unpleasant that can be. That's why I'm excited to share that my friends at Needed have revolutionized the omega-3 supplement with two different options designed specifically for mamas. An omega-3 powder that blends into smoothies and a pill option that tastes like fresh citrusy bergamot. 
Both are sustainably sourced from vegan algae, not fish. Both are great options for nausea and sensitive-prone mamas. Needed's omega-3 powder is delivered in liposomes, nature's very cool way of protecting and delivering omega-3, just like in breast milk. Needed's omega-3 is clinically proven to be five times better absorbed than fish oil pills. The powder is mild-tasting, and it pairs great with Needed's prenatal multi-powder and collagen protein powder in a daily smoothie. If powder isn't your thing, Needed's got you covered with those omega-3 plus capsules, which have a pleasant citrus flavor. Needed is sharing an awesome pre-order discount just for my listeners. Buy two, get one free on either Omega-3 option, powder or capsules. You can stock up on either one or try them both. With this exclusive discount, use code 3BERLIN, the number 3BERLIN at thisisneeded.com. Put three Omega-3s in your cart, use the code number 3BERLIN at thisisneeded.com. Buy two, get one free. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. We're talking to Deonza Dominguez and, well, let's talk about pre and postnatal massage, mostly because that's what we promised before the break. Yes. So now you do, I would say most of your clients are pregnant or recently had a baby. Yes. The majority of the people that I work with are prenatal postpartum. If I see anybody who is not, then they were initially clients of mine, usually. Or sometimes uh, family and friends. Yes. So when somebody wants to get a prenatal massage, there's lots of different questions that come up. Okay. Let's talk about when. When during the pregnancy. Is there a time that's too early? Is there a time that's too late? Can I come any time during the pregnancy? When is the ideal time and when is it, quote unquote, allowed or not allowed? Well, I think... I did air quotes on radio. Yes, you did. Nobody saw them. <laughs> yeah. I think that some doctors or there are some beliefs that it would not be allowed within the first trimester. I see some women at eight weeks. Mm-hmm. I see women at 12 weeks. I see women at almost 42 weeks. Mm-hmm. I have had, or just this past weekend, water broke on my table. Oh, so, really? I mean, it's whenever you are comfortable coming in, if you are nauseous, it's sometimes good for you to come get a massage. If you are exhausted... You mean in that first trimester? In the first trimester, yes. So those symptoms that come up, right? Mm-hmm. Fatigue, nausea. Fatigue, headache, just basic exhaustion from making a human mm-hmm. in the first trimester. So do you do things a little differently in the first trimester? Um, I try to use some different oils mm-hmm. to help with headaches and nausea. I usually am just focusing on getting the client more relaxed and not really anything too deep unless they're already experiencing some lower back or sciatic issues. Musculoskeletal things. Yeah. Yeah, Sometimes they pop up really early. Mm -hmm. I think that happens if there are pre-existing things, whether they felt them or didn't. Yes. And then all of a sudden pregnancy, that shift in hormone that takes place even very early on is like a highlighter. It's like, here's your problem. Yes. And so you can work with them. They Mm -hmm. don't have to wait until 13 weeks. No. And then at the end, like you said, so you go all the way through the very end. Mm -hmm. And sometimes while they're even in labor. Yes. And breaking water on your table. Yes. Was it a first baby, that one? It was her first. So it's a a very exciting moment. It was exciting. It was really interesting because she didn't care. Yeah. It's not like she was like, I got to go. I got to run. Yeah. Yeah. So it's happened over my career probably eight or nine times. I'm sure a lot for you, yeah. And usually, especially on a first baby, we just keep going. I'm like, it's up to you, but I would just finish the session. Yeah. 
it's not like the baby's going to pop right out unless the baby pops right out, in which case you're fine. Then you're, we'll just right. you start feeding, I'll keep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep massaging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so when we redid the floors at the office, we paid a little bit extra for those waterproof <laughs> slats. And Perfect. now it's like, I'm like, feel free to test them out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there wow. It is. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in terms of timing, you can do them at any point. Any point. During the pregnancy. When Are there comfortable. specific benefits to massage in general? Like, what would you say are the benefits? Mind benefits, body benefits to doing massage in general, and then specifically for pregnancy? So mind and body benefits, everything from just relaxation to helping if you are stressed, if work is hectic. A lot of my clients have more than one little one. So mm. to kind of get a little break from that. Those are the hardest ones. We work with the nicest people. And when they come in, especially if they want to, we have these great conversations. Yes. It's just a joyous thing to be around. But then I always feel like when they've had a baby... <laughs> it's like you don't get one minute of quiet. No. I'm like, you're so interesting and I want to talk to you, but I am going to be quiet. Yes. Just yeah. give you a little zone Good. space. Yeah, to like literally sleep. Yeah. Some of them tell me, especially if they have a bunch of kids, they love coming because of our bathroom. Um, oh. <laughs> it's not so special, but they get to no go alone. With, yeah, <laughs> nobody in there with them. So it's special. Uh, okay, so a little use space, yes. self-care. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, I think sometimes on the postpartum side, moms feel guilty about that. I don't know why. I'm not sure either. I really try to express to them how important it is because if you are in a bad space, you're not very good for your little one. Right. So, so you getting a massage, actually taking care of yourself is really taking care of your whole family, anybody whole family. who depends on you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also feel like you're not sleeping. I'm hoping that you're eating well, but that doesn't necessarily Sometimes happen. it falls. Yeah. Yeah. All you are trying to make sure is that you don't break the baby, but you're not, <laughs> you're not making sure that you don't break you. Yeah. And you have just gone through trauma. Yeah. Even and, a great birth is still a lot for the body. Yeah. So to come and get massage is so important postpartum. Yeah. So and important. so and also like the massage that you do, there's circulation. You're increasing yes. circulation. It really helps. I've seen some moms who are just right out of birth, a couple days out of birth, and they want me to come to their home to help them with like lymphatic drainage because they are so swollen. So that's helpful. And once again, like the lack of sleep, they get to rest on my table, but they also just get to be, like you said, just kind of alone and away from all of the hectic of their home. Yeah. So especially early on in the pregnancy where there is uh, swollen mm -hmm. feet and hands, the lymphatic massage that you do can really take that excess fluid back into circulation. Mm -hmm. Later in the pregnancy, like the last few weeks, it doesn't really tend to last that long. Right. But if you're miserable, then at least it could give you a day or two of relief. Yeah, and it really helps. I really work on trying to see ankle bones again. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then put our gel packs on them mm -hmm. so they can really feel relief and also like literally see that they have bones in their feet and ankles. Yeah, it's again. nice to see those. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> some of the things that come up during pregnancy symptomatically right because okay. massage is a funny thing insurance companies actually get down on this which is you could go for a massage for nothing medically wrong you have no symptoms we're not treating a medical problem um, mm -hmm. it's just wellness care 
you know, and just unless your insurance covers things like yoga or, you know, taking a little quiet time to stretch and breathe deeply, they're not going to cover your wellness massage. Right. But then there are other things that people come for, both not pregnant and during pregnancy and after pregnancy, that are condition-oriented. So Mm -hmm. what are the more common conditions that people come to see you for? You talked about nausea. Mm -hmm. You talked about fatigue, which, you know, people tend to sleep better after um, getting their massage. Uh, What are some of the other things, most common things, especially during pregnancy? During pregnancy, we see a lot of lower back and sciatic issues. Sciatica is sciatic like kind of pain. In the glute. Pain in the bum. Pain in the bum, yeah. yeah. Certain family members. <laughs> yes, and it's pain that radiates sometimes all the way down to the bottom of their feet. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't allow them to sit for very long. doesn't allow them to stand for very long. It's painful to walk, so we work on that. In the beginning, we can also see a lot of round ligament and pubic symphysis stuff that, oh, yeah. that can happen pretty early on, which is interesting. Truth. In but, the sciatica, too. And sometimes yeah. in pregnancy, sciatica doesn't go all the way down yeah. the leg. In fact, I think during pregnancy, I see more cases of sciatica that's just in the in that, bum, yeah. in the upper buttock. And yeah. um, the sciatic nerve is a long nerve. It starts in the low back, goes all the way down the leg into the toes. Mm-hmm. And when you compress or irritate that nerve anywhere along the course of the nerve, that is sciatica, irritation of the sciatic nerve. If you get the nerve roots, like in your low back where those nerve roots come off the spinal cord, that's what's going to go all the way down the leg into the toes. But when you get the outer bundle right there in the bum, that usually just smarts right in there. It's really intense, and it does. It makes it hard to do anything. You sit too long, it hurts. You stand too long, it hurts. You stand up from sitting or laying down, it hurts. Rolling over, it's hard to sleep. Mm -hmm. But it's easy to treat. It's really easy to treat. And it's usually caused by muscle spasm, maybe from sleeping on your side if you're not used to it, or Mm -hmm. the excess weight. And if you can release that muscle from pushing into the sciatic nerve, boom, it's like magic. Yeah. So the one that goes down the leg is harder because that usually is a sign of something more chronic that's that's now being exacerbated by the pregnancy. But then you also said pubic. Symphysis. Symphysis and round ligament. Mm -hmm. The round ligaments are unique in the sense that they have muscle fibers running through them. Okay. So when the ligaments need to let the uterus grow... That's the ligament's extra stretchy compared to other ligaments, right? But their job is to prevent that uterus from swinging around too much. So if they detect a rapid movement or at parts in the pregnancy where the belly just pushes out, you know, you pop. Yes. Or the baby kicks later in the pregnancy. Then those round ligaments have little sensors, and when they feel that rapid movement, those muscle fibers engage, which is a good thing because they prevent the baby from swinging around. Right. But it feels like a muscle cramp in the ligament. And so after it's over, they're supposed to let their guard down relax. But sometimes they don't. And you're walking around with these sharp pains. And so we can use massage therapy to massage out that excess tension in the round ligaments. Pubic bone pain, tailbone pain, these are things that sometimes are pre-pregnancy issues being exacerbated by the weight of the pregnancy pushing down or by muscles that go into spasm and pull on those pelvic bones. And so you've got a whole host of different massage modalities that you bring to your sessions to be able to address that. Gosh, all this massage makes me need to take a break. Okay. I don't even know what that means, <laughs> but we're going to be right back <laughs> with Deanza Dominguez. Dominguez. <laughs> 
to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. We're talking about massage. Yes. As it's called in some places. Mm-hmm. So we talked a bit about pregnancy. Let's talk postpartum. Whether okay. some of the things that people come in and here too, do you have to wait or can you come, you know, soon after? You don't have to wait. Uh, I've seen women with a C-section a week after. I've gone to their home a week after. I've had a woman call me the day that she was leaving asking for me to come to their home. Leaving the hospital? Leaving the hospital, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, for me to come to their home because the bris was in a couple of days. Oh, and wow. So I went to her house a couple of times to help her with swelling and just relaxation in general. So no, I mean, whenever you're ready yeah. and comfortable. So especially if something's going on, yes. you don't have to wait, take care of it right away. Yes, take care of it right away, especially if it's an injury, if something happened during the birth. Yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah, people um, sometimes like, you know. What I see all the time is some well-intentioned people, two separate well-intentioned people, take mm-hmm. your legs and sort of pull them in opposite directions like yes. we used to with that turkey wishbone. Yes. Um, <laughs> and um, they're trying to help, but they overdo it. And so you strain something or pull something. Yeah. Or you're pushing so hard that sometimes you, like, pop a rib out mm-hmm. or something like that. And when you think about it, what you're doing, all of your muscles are straining throughout the whole labor. Mm-hmm. And that, in general, can just create... Muscle fatigue and yeah. pain. My runners who are not pregnant, they come in after a marathon, mm-hmm. you know, because they work their body really hard. Yes. And so this is not too dissimilar. Nope. What are some of the more specific postnatal things that you see that people come in for? So usually it's the mommy neck, mommy arm. <laughs> the yeah. the whole wrist situation. Oh yeah, from like holding, holding the head up. The head, the, mm-hmm. especially with breastfeeding, mm-hmm. just until you get used to it. The yeah. inflammation. The inflammation in the wrist. I said, "Mommy neck." Mommy neck, from all the bending, feeding, changing, holding, looking down, mm-hmm. falling asleep in odd positions while making sure baby's okay, or just because you're exhausted. It's mostly that. I've had daddy neck from falling asleep with the baby on me. You know, a fussy. I'm not going to say which baby number, but (laughs) there was one who was super fussy. Uh And when she would fall asleep, you would just not move a muscle because she would wake Wake right up and you just need a little break. So I don't care if my neck is hanging over like a pretzel. I'm not moving. And then the next day I'm like, "Uh, Deonza, do you have two hours? (laughs) Yeah. And also just to kind of come back down and recharge. Mm-hmm. Your body just went through trauma. You are also, once again, running on empty. Mm-hmm. So to... Yeah, you're drained in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of physical depletion. Sometimes um, your mental space is it's all pulled down. Your energy that you have is pulled and and for a good cause. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I know if my cell phone battery it goes down below 10%, the little indicator turns red. Yes. And if I don't recharge or stop drawing so heavily from it, it's going to go kaput. Yes. And then I won't be able to text anybody. Nope. Or play solitaire <laughs> or Instagram. Yeah. And you also have a whole slew of new hormones coming on in, so mm-hmm. that could equal... Headaches, back pain, all all sorts of other things. So postpartum is so important. I almost want to say at times more important. Than pregnancy. Than pregnancy. It can be. Yeah. On pregnancy, at least things are on autopilot. Yes. You're not the one thinking about and physically doing it on the outside. It's all taking place automatically on the inside. Right. And then, of course, they get bigger every day. So. Yes. That's good for our industry. It's like job yes. security. <laughs> it is job security. In <laughs> uh, those birth injuries, sometimes it's not the mom. It can be the partner, too. Oh, uh, yeah. 
we have both been called in. <laughs> called to the, <laughs> to the hospital during labor and delivery. Yep. For dad. For dad injury. It yep. was uh, very surreal when that happened to me recently. <laughs> Dula called and she's like, oh, you got to come to the hospital right away. We got a situation. She's in labor. I'm like, okay, what happened? Did she pull a muscle? Is the baby stalled? Is in bad position? She's like, it's not her. It's the partner. I'm like, oh, yep. my goodness. Nah. So I got to the hospital. I walked into a room. I've never met either one of them yes. before. And I'm like, hi, Ellie. Berlin. walk right past her. She's in her bed giving birth and all. <laughs> and I go to the dad and I'm just like, I find it. It's his scaling muscle. Yes. And I'm digging into that scaling. And, and he needs it and he likes it, but it's intense. So he's like, ah. Yeah. And all of a sudden she starts a contraction. So she's like, ah. Oh. Like, wow. <laughs> what a beautiful couple. <laughs> Mine happened after birth. Oh. So I walked in. She's holding the new baby. She looks amazing. And dad looks so out of sorts. No and bueno. I walked in and the first thing, I had not met them either. And the first thing I said, I, I knew his name. His name was Brian. I said, Brian, this is really embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and he laughed oh, and we worked. And It's good for you to put salt on that. Yeah, mark. right. <laughs> I would say the two number one complaints that people talk about with prenatal massage in particular is getting into a good position Mm-hmm. And having the amount of pressure that feels comfortable to them. Yes. So I. Have, How do you address those? I have a lot of women that come in and say that maybe they were on their baby moon and they decided to go to Hawaii and stay at the Four Seasons and get mm-hmm. a prenatal massage. They're never going to sponsor us. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you and, keep going with that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just the lack of pressure, and I understand why there are some people that choose that, but I have to express, and I can't express enough, that, one, we choose to do deep tissue, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's safe. Mm-hmm. And two, we have really fancy pillows that let you lay on your stomach, and that's such a treat, not only for our clients, but for me as well, because then I can really get in there. Or you can use gravity to your advantage. Yes. So, and not everybody wants deep tissue. No. And deep tissue is not always appropriate, but you can use deep tissue at various points during the pregnancy, mm-hmm. medium to deep pressure. It yes. doesn't have to feel like someone's rubbing suntan lotion on you. Right. Although it, it does apply evenly and nicely when they yes. do that. It's probably not <laughs> worth the spa fee for having the, that massage. The amount of money, yes. Um, so if you like medium to deep tissue, you can get it. And those pillows are great. I originally got it for, I would looked at it, I'm like, oh my God, that's perfect for my belly when I get a massage. <laughs> and I was like, wait, the pregnant women could benefit from this too. Clients ask me constantly. Where to get them? Where to get them. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's a set. So there's a little one for early on in the pregnancy. There's a bigger one for in the middle of the pregnancy and a biggest one for later in pregnancy. But you can also do side if you're more comfortable yes. on your side. Of course. Right or left side. Mm-hmm. And our fantastic little tables get into these different positions so it could be semi-reclining. Yeah. Zero gravity. It's nice. So, and there's a lot of different areas of the body that you can get to in that position as well. Mm-hmm. So, there's lots of options there. So, pressure, mm-hmm. light, medium, or deep as appropriate, and positioning. There's several options. Yes. Dionza. Yes. Are you still learning new modalities? I am. I mean, it's learning kind of what I've already known, but updating, right? Updating more of the lymphatic drainage, updating more of like sports therapy, Mm -hmm. updating more of the prenatal. But I feel like I get my most experience and the most practice in just my daily work. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of similar issues. 
that I'm seeing throughout. Again and again yeah, again and again and again. And again, and again. again. So that's... you early on in your career said, I need to get into a niche. Yes. And that's one of the joys of being in that niche is that you see the same things. You really become an expert yes. in those things. So mm-hmm. even though you have a big tool belt and you could work on a lot of people, I know you could do sports massage and you could do other types of massage. Because you're always seeing pregnancy issues and postpartum issues come up, you really get to understand them well and yes. know how to address them and even tell them apart. Sometimes people come in for pubic pain, but there's five different types of pubic pain. Right. They're not all the same. And so if you can get a better understanding of the mechanism that's causing this particular type right. of pubic pain, then you can get to a therapeutic result, you know, mechanism and result that will get rid of it. Yeah. So... My last question that I have is about frequency. Is there a particular frequency that you recommend for people to come in either pregnant or postpartum, or is it just what feels right to them? It's what feels right to them, although I I think around 36 weeks, if you're able to make it once a week, that would benefit you for your birth. I kind of look at every woman I see as like I'm massaging them and training them for a marathon, right? Mm -hmm. So working on every muscle to make sure they're open and able to perform correctly during this marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems true whether it's um, vaginal or cesarean birth. Yes. They're both kind of intense on the body mm-hmm. and certainly the recovery is thereafter. So if you can pre-set the body for mm-hmm. healthy mode, then recovery seems like it would be easier. Yeah. So what feels good to you, what your body is telling you and needing is the frequency. And once again, at 36 weeks, if you can come every week, that would be great. And also, I do see some women for labor induction, mm-hmm. pressure point work. Mm. Um, and so reflexology, acupressure? Acupressure, some reflexology, and I also use some aromatherapy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's at the later end of the pregnancy. Time? Do you do any time massage? I can. I, you know what? I've, I've done it a couple times on some people just for stretching purposes, you know. But oh. I've, I've, nobody's ever requested that. I do some tummy massage, too. There tummy? are some women who want their stomachs massaged sure. during. And after, we do some lymphatic work and some, you know, just to kind of get the blood flowing in that area again. I also do some, like, cross-friction scar. Oh, scar. Massage. To break down excess scar the tissue. tissue for C-section, yeah. Uh, someone once asked me if I could do Thai massage. I'm like, I could eat Thai food and then massage you. That's, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't have any training. I tried getting a Thai massage. Yeah. I did it with my wife side by side, couples, and I didn't really know what it was. I thought it was going to be soft and gentle and relaxing. No. First, they stand on you. And my lawyer expressly <laughs> recommended to me not to stand on anybody, no. especially if they're pregnant. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure people love it, but for me, I'm not flexible at all. Yes. And I felt like this must be what it's like if you're a spy it, and get caught. <laughs> it totally feels like torture. Yeah, like, and they're like, tell me who you work right, for. Right, right. <laughs> but then afterwards, I oddly felt good. But I wasn't sure if I felt good because they stopped doing it or yes. because yeah. I felt good. I take some of my Thai background and use it in the stretching of round ligaments and legs and yeah, that's that great. Yeah. Well, this has been an informative episode of our podcast. I thank you for being here. Where can we find you online? You can find me at drberlin.com. Oh, D-O-C-T-O-R-B-E-R-L-I-N. That's our website. Yes. And then on uh, social? I am on Facebook under my name. Deonza Dominguez. Mm-hmm. Prenatal massage therapist. Mm-hmm. And... That's all I really have right now. I should probably be a little more active on Instagram. 
Instagram, what's that? I don't know. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> Sounds like Jack Radio to me. It is. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. At home, thanks for listening to us. If you have any questions, uh, send us an email to info at informedpregnancy.com. Thank you.